my side, but but we can start here, person. That's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll start. I just want to check. Are we um, are we ready to start? Yes, Chairperson, we can start. Okay. Okay. Thank. Thank. Thank you. Um, good morning, oral members, support staff, uh, members of the public on the platform, um, media. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you are all welcome uh, to the meeting of um, uh, the Standing Committee on Appropriations. Uh, we are dealing with public hearings today on the Adjustment Appropriation Bill 2021. Um, <clears throat> as you know, that uh, after the uh, Minister of Finance, uh, <clears throat> MTBS, then we started with the process of a division of a revenue amendment bill, uh, which is a bill which deals with the, the um, allocations to the three spheres of, 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 of government uh, of the funds from the uh, raised from the national revenue. And then uh, we finished that one. Then we started with this ap 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 appropriate adjustment appropriation bill. <clears throat> So today we, we are meeting with COSATU and we would like to welcome them and Amanda.mobi. We also would like to, 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 to welcome them. But before we proceed, um, uh, Darren, do we have any apologies? Chairperson, yes, we received two apologies um, from Mr. Sheikhi Mam and then Ms. Lonyana also apologized. Uh, let's note those uh, ap ap apologies. Um, we'll, we'll uh, yes, Honorable Mlenzana. Good morning, Chaperson, uh, and uh, good morning, everybody. Chaperson, I also have an apology for 11 o'clock. Perfect. I'm not sure how far uh, will the meeting be by that time. Let's let's see how far it will be. It's okay. It's noted, Honorable Mlenzana. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much. Um, so um, I, 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 I take it we have uh, Comrade Matthew from COSATU uh, 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 who will start. Um, uh, Comrade Matthew, um, I think we will give you uh, 20 minutes for your presentation. And then after that, uh, I don't know who's uh, leading Amanda.mobi. Um, Darren? Chairperson, we have uh, Ms. Clue Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure if she's the leader of the delegation. There's another person, Paul M. Um, but they can explain who's leading chairperson. But they are on the platform. They are on the platform. Yes, uh, Amanda Dotmob will then come after uh, uh, Kosatu, and uh, you will uh, definitely indicate who's uh, uh, in your delegation, Amanda Dotmobi. Then after that, we'll uh, allow um, members of the committee to interact with your presentations. Um, you are all welcome and, and good morning. Kosatu, uh, please come in. Um, no, good morning, Comrade Chair. <coughs> Apologies. Um, it's uh, been a long time. Uh, but yeah, no, thanks for giving us, Chair Comrade. Uh, sorry, thanks for giving us space to just to share our views on the Adjustments Appropriation Bill. So let me just share our presentation quickly. Um, are you fine with your, your, your 20 yeah, no, that's more than enough, Comrade Chair. That's, I, we can even, yeah, that's more than enough. 
Um, so yeah, I'll just run straight through it, Chair. Um, <clears throat> I, mean, I think just for us around the economic and fiscal context, I, mean, I won't go to too much, but just to state that from our vantage point, where we, where we start off as COSATU is that we are in the deepest recession in 100 years. Um, the economy needs every bit of stimulus it can get. <clears throat> uh, we would have seen in the last Thursday, sorry, I didn't update this part, Chair, unemployment has pushed past 44%, is now 46%, and it's going to continue to rise. Um, millions are now, I think about 27 million now, are dependent upon the state for some sort of social grants or relief. We've seen thousands of companies closing. Um, in the restaurant sector alone, 11,000 restaurants closed in the past year and a half. And of course, we are sensitive to the state. Is really, the fisc is really bleeding billions to corruption, to wasteful expenditure, tax evasion, um, mismanaged SOEs and municipalities. And of course, many of our SOEs are in serious crises and the economy is, is, is hindered by unreliable energy supply. Uh, but we do agree with Treasury <clears throat> that we do need to have a more affordable debt trajectory. And of course, I think we also need to acknowledge the frustration of workers and members of the public. Um, Chair, I think just before getting to the bill itself, I mean, I think <clears throat> our frustration with the MTBS as a, as a whole it, is that it's, it's a really silent on a mass stimulus plan. It largely focuses on budget cuts through the wage bill freezes um, and across the board departmental cuts. We feel there is a danger of austerity at all, at all costs versus plugging the holes in the state and stimulating the economy, which we think is a more sustainable solution. So we do hope in the budget speech in February, we'll really see a mass stimulus program to kickstart the economy, in particular key growth sectors. But this must include funding as well from the DFIs and the private sector too. <clears throat> Chair, I think a large part of the adjustment appropriations it does cater for the current public service wage agreement. So I think we do welcome that and support that. It was a it was not an easy thing to achieve. Uh, I think from all sides, it was a difficult thing even for unions because members felt quite aggrieved by the wage freeze in the previous year, and this was a below inflation increase. Much of it was a once-off gratuity payments, but I think also a lot of unions wanted to assist government to stabilize the, the fiscal ship, so to speak. <clears throat> Chair, I think members always ask us as COSATU, so what are we proposing around the wage bill? We think there is some ways to protect workers, especially low and middle income workers, nurses and teachers, police officers, um, but also to assist the state to stabilize. We think some of them are simple. One is to respect collective bargaining, um, which will build a culture of trust makes it easier to sell negotiations and compromises, and to engage bargaining councils on matters that affect those workers, like the wage bill, and to simply honor those agreements. Uh, when we don't honor agreements, it makes it very difficult in the future to, to convince members to, to agree to an agreement. We think there is space and a need to establish a single collective bargaining regime for the entire state, so to include the SOEs, the entities, et cetera, not just the 800,000 public servants. <clears throat> we think there is a need, uh, honorable members, for a wage cap on senior managers, in particular the SOEs and entities, where often their, their salary levels are higher than what the president himself earns. Um, we do think that politically, if you want to sell a compromise, then we need to see uh, the leadership leading from the front. So we think there should be a cut in what ministers, premiers, the president, SOE management, etc., earn. Um, and we think we do need to further reduce some of the ministerial handbooks, excessive perks, for example, spouses traveling overseas. We are quite worried, Comrade Chair, about the headcount cuts in the police and the teachers, and that's been quite worrying. <clears throat> Chair, the other 
kind of key part of the adjustment appropriations has been a lot of the funding for the presidential promise stimulus program. Uh, met to date with 11 billion rand to date has helped create over 550,000 jobs. This helps provide young people with a salary, with a learning experience. Um, I think we really want to appreciate and, and welcome the doubling of that to 74 billion rand over the MTEF period, 24 billion rand a year on average. And that really is a helpful and a welcome boost. <clears throat> so I think so we think we should even see how can we build upon that further. Chair, just to speak to some of the individual departments, I think we are worried about basic education, that uh, allocations to it over MTEF are below CPI. We were quite worried about the shifting of 97 million rand from sanitation, where there's a huge backlog to appointing maths teachers. And it's great to have maths teachers, but uh, the cut in sanitation is worrying. And it, this comes against the backlog, Comrade Chair, <clears throat> of a thousand schools having been uh, identified this year to receive adequate sanitation. And the department has only achieved 20% of that. And we seemingly don't have a plan to ever resolve this issue. So Chair, we do really think it is time that Parliament does hold the Minister and the DG accountable and that the department should be <clears throat> required to table a realistic plan at Parliament to ensure all schools do have access to water and decent sanitation by the end of 2022. This is not a complicated thing. It simply requires political will and managerial competency. Chair, on the health front, <clears throat> um, again, we're worried about in the midst of a pandemic um, and uh, aging health infrastructure, which has really taken huge blows over the past year. <clears throat> Apologies for that. <clears throat> that uh, over the MTF, we're looking at a cut of about 0.6%, sorry, allocation of 0.6% growth to health, which in effect is the cut. <clears throat> Having said that, Chair, we do welcome um, in the Adjustment Appropriations Bill an overall 2.2 billion rand increase, and specifically 2.3 billion rand for the fight against COVID-19, um, the employment of nurses, other health workers, um, 246 million rand for employment of medical interns, and an additional 50 million rand under the Presidential Employment Program for primary healthcare workers. So those are quite useful things. But we do feel that over the MTEF, we do need to reverse the cuts to the department and to NHI. <clears throat> Chair, one of the things we, we've really struggled with in this pandemic has been that um, governors run a very low key media and publicity campaign um, to persuade, to educate, to mobilize society and they need to vaccinate. When we've engaged with the colleagues from GCIS, they've cited they have simply a lack of funds. But in the Adjustment Appropriations Bill, there was a cut to the funding of about 5 million rand. So to us, this doesn't make sense. Uh, we think we should have been resourcing the GCIS and health to run a mass education campaign on why we should vaccinate <clears throat> to mobilize society. And that the 150 million rand uh, that has caught in controversy in the digital vibes issue should be returned to the state and allocated to GCIS. So on employment and labor, we do Comrade want to Matthew. welcome... Comrade Matthew. Uh, Comrade Chair? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you want to drink water? I think you... Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I got a bit of a flu since yesterday. My apologies for that, Comrade Chair, but I have got coffee with me. Apologies okay. for that. <laughs> and nowadays, Comrade Chair, you don't know is a flu COVID or what is it? But hey, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my apologies for that, Comrade Chair. I've just had coffee quickly. Um, no <clears throat> so, no, no, Comrade Chair, yeah. On the Department of Employment and Labor, I think we do want to welcome the 245 million rand 
um, under the Presidential Employment Programme, that is really welcome. Um, but on the CCMA front itself, today we're quite worried <clears throat> that there's a cut of about 100 million rand per annum or 300 million rand over the MTEF period. And this occurs, Comrade Chair, during a context when 2.1 million workers have lost their jobs in the last 18 months. And many workers have gone to the CCMA to get assistance around cut wages, dismissals, working in dangerous conditions, etc. Um, so this is really, it puts huge pressure on the CCMA where they've had to reduce the number of commissioners they've employed to, there's a backlog of cases, etc. Normally you would have a one-month waiting period of the CCMA for your case to be heard. It's now three months. We think there is a need to reprioritize to give support to CCMA. Um, and as a gesture on our own front, Comrade Chair, <clears throat> we've supported NetLEC diverting 10 million rand from its budget. It's a very small budget, but still, that's about 20% of its budget to the CCMA to assist workers who've lost jobs or need help, and specifically also to help upgrade the call center and the, and the virtual platforms um, to help workers lodge cages virtually. It's a drop in the ocean for CCMA, or 10% of what they need, but we thought also might help to encourage other entities in the Department of Labor family or CETAs, et cetera, to provide solidarity too. Um, I think going forward, I would hope to see the CCMA cuts being reversed. <clears throat> Comrade Chair, on the social development front, um, again, we're, we're worried that in the MTF period, we speak about cutting the budget to social security by 16.9%. In essence, the cutting of the 350 COVID grant. Um, our proposal on that front is that we should be extending that grant, see if we can um, make it permanent, can we increase it to the food poverty line, and let's address the, the challenges facing it, but in essence, it's a basic income grant. And the fact that you have about 8 million people dependent on it, that you have long queues at the post office, speaks to the impact it has on society. We simply can't afford to leave 8 million people without any source of income. Ideally, we need to get people into jobs, but in the short and medium term, let's give people a helping hand. Um, on the other front on social development, we do want to appreciate the 219 million given to employ social workers and the 181 million for early childhood development grants, which has employed 70,000 ECD workers. So these are all really positive interventions um, we want to appreciate. Chair, around DTIC, <clears throat> Um, on the positive fronts, we do want to uh, applaud the 800 million rand for employment opportunities on the presidential employment program, um, the 200 million for critical infrastructure, the 500 million for IDC industrial financing. Those, that's quite a positive turn from previous cuts. And I think a lot of the money we would have seen has, has helped companies um, in KZN and Gauteng who really uh, suffered great losses in the violence in July. But we are worried about some cuts, including the 104 million for export market and investment assistance, the 337 million for manufacturing development incentives, and the 200 million for SCZs. We think if there's one department which should be protected from cuts, it really should be DTIC. And we should see, in fact, how can we reinforce the work? Because if we can save jobs, create companies, other issues will be addressed afterwards. Chair, I think we want to really support um, under Treasury the Neighborhood Development Partnership Grant. Um, the 841 million, um, which has already employed about almost 33,000 uh, people for neighborhood cleaning and greening. Let's see how can we enhance it, make it sustainable. Uh, but we are concerned, Comrade Chair, about the cut of 52 million rand for financial accounting and supply chain management systems. And this is in a context when government supply chain systems, accounting systems across the board 
are very porous. We lose billions of rands to corruption, wasteful expenditure, um, and we think that should have been reconsidered. Chair, on the transport one, <clears throat> um, it's a bit perplexing. The city of Cape Town couldn't spend 1.3 billion rand on its My City service, yet in the city of Cape Town, Metro Rail has collapsed. We have entire lines in the Cape Flats servicing Langa, Bontivo, Guguletu, Kailicha, Mitchell's Plain. That it does simply have collapsed completely. And the city couldn't spend 1.3 billion. It either should have been allocated to assist Metro Rail, or they should have made sure they spend it to give public uh, commuters alternatives to the collapse of, of, of the plaza. So we think the, the crisis facing transport and plaza really is a, is a huge crisis for the economy and for workers, and they should be required to table a plan to rebuild plaza parliament and be held accountable for its implementation. But they don't seem to be moving with much speed on that front, Honorable Chair. So just getting towards the end around water sanitation, um, we are worried about the roll of 582 million rand for the Mpuleni municipality, which is the Vol River infrastructure program. As we know, that's been our matter on the agenda for quite some time. And uh, we, re we really think there's a need to kind of conclude on that front, Comrade Chair. Chair, on higher education, um, look, I think we, need, we must appreciate the need for government to reprioritize funding given the many, many crises it has to juggle simultaneously, and it cannot satisfy everybody all the time. But we are worried about the 1.3 billion rand cut in university infrastructure projects. Um, given the backlog of student accommodation, and also, I think, given COVID-19, the need to expand the size of classrooms to adjust for social distancing. But we do want to applaud the allocation of 90 million rand for the employment of junior lecturers um, through the presidential employment program. And we think that's a positive investment in that front, Chair. Chair, <clears throat> on, the NY, on the National Youth Development Agency, um, we note that 429 million allocated to them for the presidential employment program. We hope, Commissioner, that that money will not be abused. Um, we're very wary around the NYDA, and we hope that with the new NYDA board, which looks quite promising, with some good people on it, that this money will be spent well. And again, I think that's a, an area the parliament would also be well-placed to keep a close eye on, given some of the, the previous um, challenges or, that, have had, that have occurred there. Chair, just in other departments quickly, I think on the environmental affairs, we want to welcome the 250 million for employment opportunities. Similarly, around agriculture, the 750 million, again, for employment opportunities. Tourism, the 159 million for employment opportunities under the presidential employment program. That's really welcome stuff. And those are huge in investments, especially on agriculture. Chair, I think on the small business development, again, we appreciate it. It's a, it'll never be enough, but we do welcome the 138 million for small businesses for township and rural entrepreneurship. Chair, just on the cocktail one, is the last department I'll, I'll touch on. I mean, I think Chair, members know much better than us, but the, the AG reports on the dysfunctionality of many municipalities are well known. There are horror stories across the board. Um, but we don't see much in the MTBS about what's the, plan, what's the plan to fix these municipalities. The minister did allude to it. Um, but having said that, Comrade Chair, we do welcome the allocation of 284 million rand for the presidential employment program. But I think what we really hope to see going forward from government is a clear stabilization, recovery, and repositioning plans for these municipalities and a roadmap to move us towards district development model and a sustainable path uh, for, for local government. So in conclusion, Comrade Chair, I think we hope that in February we'll see a budget which really stimulates the economy and supports job creation. 
I think the allocations to the presidential employment program really are a welcome step in that regard. We would want to see relief for the unemployed, like the 350 grant being extended, but much more measures around tackling corruption, waste, and expenditure, um, rebuilding the SOEs in the state, especially PRASA and Transnet and ESCOM. Uh, but also I think we want to see government assisting us in collective bargaining front. But having said the commentary just lastly, <clears throat> I mean, I think to state the obvious, workers and voters are really losing faith. Um, the local elections result was a wake-up call for all of us. The turnout and the fact that all political parties were bleeding support. Most municipal, Many municipalities are, are hung councils. And I think there's a message from the public at large when only one out of for eligible voters <clears throat> voted, it really is a wake-up call for all of us that the country is not happy and they're rapidly losing patience. We have two years to fix these things, Comrade Chair, and that includes us from the Labour Front as well. So let me stop there, Comrade Chair, and thanks very much for giving us uh, the opportunity. Uh, thanks, Comrade Chairperson. Thank you, Comrade. Uh, 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 Matthew, uh, please don't, don't run away after um, um, Amanda Totmob will we'll, we'll allow our members to interact with your presentation. Thank you so, so much. Uh, Amanda Dotmobi, um, uh, uh, good morning and you're welcome. Uh, please uh, uh, introduce yourselves and, 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 and uh, the team that is, it's, it's, uh, it's with you there. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Good morning to everyone. I'm Joe Opa from Amanda Dotmobi. Um, I think, a lot, of the a lot of members here do know us and are very familiar with the kind of presentations we usually do. Um, we have prepared messages from members of the community that were sent ahead of the NTBPS to the minister. And we keep in mind, please keep in mind that we look forward to the uh, budget speech in 2022. My colleague, uh, Paul, will play the presentation. Thank you. Hey, Paul, can you please assist with the volume? We can't hear anything. No, this volume is fine, Chairperson. Is it? Okay. No, no, but... Yes, but, it's fine. But we don't hear what Coco is saying. I think that's... You don't hear? Right. Yes. Okay. okay. Apologies, let me try again. Ningu Boku Tobo was the Marispec, and the Ineran Pumus at Taipu. Ningu Boko Osebene Kalazwe Ning, Egan and Nabano Okuba, as the Marispec. Says Hambesa Pinda Pinda, Samba Sia Lapo, a parliament, Sio Ela with his Edukusulela in a face. The Pindera Ningi Ning is Pindele. The Bashunjali no 
Nibuye sis. Secondly, some of the grannies are supporting kids 
more than eight kids in the family. And those kids, some of them are over 18 years, whereby they don't qualify for uh, child support grant. This is our government. And I know you are going to do something about this. We are suffering. We are suffering. Please help us. We rely upon you, our government. We rely upon you, parliament. We rely upon you, Minister of, Minister of Finance and the President as a whole. Nale Brown's message is, hi, the minister can terminate the 350. He must increase it. I am an unemployed mother of two children and that SASA grant is not even enough for us. Please fight for us who are unemployed so that everyone must receive a basic income grant. Mentanda would say Imali Ikushul no ma in the new autumn champion and almost seven hundred noba Unabata Abapila and Peshe Pela Abanga was Abanga Pondus Batsole Unsevens. At least the naming animals who took over one point four. Mother would name me the Fuluwe, who in the Badi grant or one umbono ilo if Umnoshelomusha when you also a premise of father Imal. I fire Imali Bonagala. They are well with it at Winoko. I knew say Iman. Snafuya and Hoko Kakuru Balu Nanaman is if mana. I will say Bulela, you know, but if mana, Sunday seven Zalanga, Kotua. There's an Ivela for Tiku Kendu, you know, and Jetsi Kat. Koba isn't as expensive, isn't as hard to war as in Patazavantuana and Kindia Tura. So I understand how to transport, how to do it, and how unemployed and a single parent. Yes, because of like most of your data, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. So you can't throw away your kids. You have to just look after them. So each one of us is not by my Kenyan. At least he is always by my balance. Up on a lap. I understand. So it's not very long. I'm not going to know. I'm going to say email. Poverty is too much. Unemployment is too much. Like in this means, I can name them who's actually longer, but please, that we know, please, please, that just try to be silent. Please, this was good. So, was the enough for Abandona Beach, Nanapo, Nanapo, who was which is Mbona, kamalama, ngema precious, mama wabanta na baifo, wafana babili, mando mela na babili. Yina 37 years of age, anisebenzi, yipila nge kandi, ya wanda na wabatatu, nina chablela umti imali kupuga, nbona kuzongsiza, samwe samahawu, jomuto na sebenzi, Jomundo, 
Hi, my name is Dunyaise. I'm a single mother of three children. I am unemployed, but I am braiding people's hair. My social release grant was denied because of the little amount I transferred into my account, which does not last me even a month. I am pleading to Minister Godongwana to please increase the tax of the rich, give more than 250 to all caregivers. We are suffering. Among some of our demands, honorable members, is to keep the 350 until it is turned into basic income support uh, of at least uh, beyond the upper poverty line and to also make significant increases to child support grant. As you've heard that a lot of mothers are asking for the increase uh, on the child support grant to reverse cuts on social spending um, and properly fund institutions as, such as the CCMA and the NPA and to also tax the rich and increase the sugary drinks tax, including the carbon taxes and alcohol taxes. Um, these are some of the campaigns that we have run over the past year that our members have been supporting. Um, like I said, the basic income support is also one of the most supported demands uh, among the, the public and to also tax the rich to pay for vaccines, to stop budget cuts and to increase social grants. These are some of the signatures that we sent last year calling for the return of the 350 grant after it was terminated. And um, yeah, a lot of people are supporting that. So we ask that please, the 350 grant must be kept beyond March 2022 and it must be increased and also inc kept until it is turned into basic income support. Uh, that is the end of our presentation. Thank you, Honorable Chair. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Mr. Siopa. Um, oral members, uh, these are the uh, uh, presentations. Can I get indications uh, from the honorable members uh, who would like to interact with the presentations? I'll take the note. Mlenzana. Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Peters. Honorable Sarupen. Kaiso. Honorable Kaiso. Honorable Tihale. Honorable Tihale. Any other honorable member? Okay, that's 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 fine. Uh, I'll allow honorable Lenzana to start. Yes, then Chaperson, and uh, once more, good morning. Uh, as uh, I have uh, alluded that, uh, uh, but but it looks like Chaperson from uh, the pace of the meeting, I would be able to catch up. Yeah. Uh, let me welcome the two presentations uh, from the two consistent uh, players uh, within the field of. Uh, sharpening our tools of thinking as uh, this committee in terms of public hearings, Kosadu and uh, Amopi Dot. Just one question to each. Comrade Matthew, uh, we welcome your presentation. But, but look, I see here, Comrade Matthew, that you always decry uh, the cuttings. Now, have you as Kosatu looked into the whys, uh, the whys for the cut? Have we, for instance, as parliament cut where we were not supposed to cut? Have we 
perhaps cut uh, for the votes which were actually working, working votes uh, where there would be realizable impact or are we cutting uh, money which is unspent? I want this from a COSATU perspective and also advise them as to would we be correct if as appropriation we say to Treasury, look, instead of pulling back the unused money, but rather inject some kind of a human resource a, which will assist the affected departments and municipalities such that at the end of the day, they are able to, to realize the reasoning behind the budget allocation such that at the end of the day, we do not see uh, this huge understanding. To Dr. Amobi, it is in our culture then, Chaperson. We just cannot break it. But my question to them would be during census, like for instance, the Stats SA is going to roll out now a, a census. Are they participating wherein they would be able to true census uh, brief the state on the manner in which the rural setup differs from the urban setup. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you, Honorable Mlenzana. Honorable Peters. Honorable Peters. I'm in trouble, Chairperson. <laughs> There's uh, people who have taken their space. They, then, then, <laughs> yes, then, and allow them. You should allow yeah. them. It's their space. Let me show Honorable Mlenza and Utena. Oh, my good Basala Nenga say, born in practice that way. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Let me take the opportunity also, like Honorable Mlenza, to thank our usual contributors to the adjustment and other SCOA-related uh, matters. And I think we need to appreciate the, the extent and the work that Kosatu and Amanda.mobi goes into, into doing work for, 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 for us to be able to get to a point where we can discuss these particular issues. You know, Chairperson, I don't have a lot of questions because the, the issues that the presenters and the, 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 the supporting uh, videos have, have presented are convincing. But I am sitting here asking myself, as Amandla.mobi and as, um, as Kosatu, where do you suggest, and I know probably this is a rhetoric question, where do you suggest we get the money? 
if you look at the state of the economy, if you look at uh, the, the, the rate of unemployment, you'd, you'd realize that even uh, 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 SARS is, is scraping the bottom of the barrel. And we need to really thank uh, SARS for, for, for what they did so that the extension of the SRD can happen. So uh, Abu Gok, you know, me not in Kuliso Gok. Lendo any choyo, any kulumayo, it's for me a daily experience, something that I know Abu Gok will go through. Even when these children are getting child support grant, their parents are not contributing or helping the Gogos. And one thing about Abu Gok is that they have this, uh, I don't know what to call it, but I think Bogogo, they are overtaxed. Bogogo, they are overtaxed uh, 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 about uh, the, 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 the things that they are supposed to be doing and, 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 and contributing. The grant from government is supposed to help Bokogo to go through their sunset years easily. Batengi singwa, batengi amasuiti, batenge into perfume, batenge bayo bayo noabi sanje bayo tala e e bridge. Man abakwaz kwenza kanja alu chapesen. Abakoni because ribarwas as banamabone as as society ribarwesa moral. I, I fully uh, uh, understand their call because of the cost of living. When you go into a shop, there is no a price for a gogo and a price for a young person. So, and it's understandable. And grandchildren can eat you out of your house. I'm telling you, let alone when there are no food. So I understand fully the issues they are raising they speak to your heart and, and, and your heart should really be made of stone if you are not going to be able to, to hear them out. But I'm sitting here as a member of this committee. If, if, the, if the minister says, eh, 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 honorable members, where do I get the money? What is my response to, to, to Abu Gogo? Because I would believe that the consistency with which you have made your presentation and uh, the, 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 the extent of going out to get people to support the, 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 the motivation, it's, it's, it's convincing. But still, I hear what Amanda Dotmobi says and Kosato about the extension of the SRD, the issues related to EBIG. And I'm sure Amanda Dotmobi could be an advocate to help report to the grannies what government is doing, although it seems to be going at a slow pace in terms of working towards this uh, a basic income grant. I want to say to one of the Gogos who are saying the children are above 18. I know that children who are above 18, we call them children, but they are young adults. They qualify for the SRD if they are unemployed and they are not under NSFAS because NSFAS is government's way also of contributing to the uh, uh, education and breaking the back of intergenerational poverty. So, and, and the, the under 18 gets the child support grant. One of the things that 
I want to ask Amanda Dotmobi is whether you have ever done a research on the abuse of the grant by those people who are irresponsibly using the grant. There used to be a, a, an ability by social workers to get power of attorney to administer grants on behalf of grantees. I was told by the HOD of the Department of Social Development in the Northern Cape that that system is no longer in place. And I, I, I couldn't understand why it's, it's not in, in, in place because it used to help those parents who were irresponsible for lack of a better word in managing the grant to be able to be helped by professionals who could account to the children's court on how the monies are being used. I, I want to know from Amanda Dodbombi, is that not another option? Because the late Minister of Social Development, Minister Ezola uh, Skweia, did say that the grant is not necessarily for the mother or the parent. The grant is for the child and the grant must follow the child. So it must... It, 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 it must go it must go to where the grant it must go to where the, the child is Jefferson can I break here okay but uh, do 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 come back once you have dealt with umzukulu. Uh, she wants your, she wants your yes. attention. You are not getting going to get away with it. Okay. Hi, hi. Hello. Greet the chairperson. Hello. Bye bye. Hello, Nana. Hello, Nana. How are you? How are you? Bye. Okay. Bye. We're busy dealing with children. Bye bye. Okay, Honorable uh, Sarupen, please come in. Uh, thank you very much, Chen. Apologies for the video in Bedford View. They've been without power for a week. Um, so, Chair, um, if I may, I just want to start with Kasatu's presentation. And the first thing I want to flag is on um, one of their slides, they said that they want to establish a single collective bargaining and wage regime for the entire state, including SOEs. Um, my, my question there is, why do they want a single collective bargaining system for the entire state when you've got different kinds of workers and different levels of workers who all have different interests? Management has different interests to, to people who work lower down. Nurses have different interests to, to pharmacists or, or, and so on and so forth. And, and how does this make any sense? For me, it looks more like it's a way to be able to cripple the state with a single national strike of every kind of worker when you don't and demands aren't being met. It does not look like it has any upside. So it does concern me greatly, that particular proposal. But then my second question to Kasatu Chair is we've seen massive bloating of the number of workers in, for example, ESCOM, where despite the fact that energy output is plummeting, there has been a nearly tripling of its, of its staff contingent in 20 years. Um, what has Kasatu done to argue for the rationalization of, of these things in, in state-owned enterprises in particular over time, um, noting that ESCOM has not become any more productive. In fact, it's become less productive, and the same for many, many other state-owned entities. So, so that's that. Then, Chair, with regards to Amandla.mobi, um, let me welcome the presentation. Um, but let me also just say this, that uh, because of the Money Amendments Procedures Bill and Related Matters Act, 
uh, it's not as simple as saying to the public, these six members have the power to extend or expand a grant. It's not up to the six members. Uh, there are more than six members on this committee, and I think there are eight, in fact, firstly. Um, but secondly, it is inaccurate because as someone who's tried to table amendments to the budget in the past, I can tell you that it's extremely complicated. Um, and as much as we would like, to, as much as I would have liked to have amended the budget and for, for all sorts of things, the process requires that you have to get the buy-in of other committees. It has to be done months in advance and you would need the, the agreement of the Social Development Committee, for example. You'd also need to do an impact analysis on the fiscus for any changes that you want to make. And so historically, the amendments I've tabled have always been voted down. So I think it's not as simple as saying to the public, these six members have the power because the, it's, it really is dependent on the process laid down in the Money Amendment Procedures Bill and Related Matters Act. And I urge Amanda of Moby to go through that if they want the amendments um, that they propose to be considered um, and make sure that they put into the public domain information that is accurate and how that the public can effectively lobby Parliament to get changes to the budget. Thank you very much, Chair. So, uh, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Serpin. The Chair has just asked me just to come in while he's attending to something very quick. The next speaker was, uh, it's, it's me. So what I wanted to see here, uh, honorable members, is that uh, let me first, first thank Kosatu for being on point on a number of areas that uh, Comrade Matthews has raised. So there are quite important areas that we also need to, you know, pick uh, them and cooperate uh, as we discuss in our report. <clears throat> but I just want to come on, on this issue, on uh, uh, the issue of 350. You know, uh, the over 40% uh, unemployment rate uh, uh, in the country is quite worrisome. And one could understand also the impact that COVID-19 has brought to our people, such that now life has become so unbearable uh, and everything has, 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 has become very difficult to, to get under this circumstance, economic uh, uh, circumstance. Which then brings in the question as to whether what is going to happen with these over uh, 9 million people who depend on the 350 grants? So automatically it kicks in the question of fast-tracking the, the, the issue on, on, on basic income grant, you know, as a form of you know, a social wage. So because the issue of... Uh, uh, addressing poverty, it encompasses a lot of things together. Uh, it's not only to be looked at the point of you know, 350, but you are addressing a wide range of uh, elements in it to, uh, to talk to that. So now I would imagine Abu Gogo, Bakulumi Kunisu, but Kunzi, uh, they are looking after Izizugulana, Izugulana, Bafuneba, Bafmana, Inkaso, Bobo, Goko. So now, now, Lento, a Tetango, Goko, Ibaleki, because Gaunabandu, Aba, 
abajonge nokwelusa izukulwana baziphile kakuhle but then it also talks uh, speaks to this issue of uh, social wage or rather basic income grant uh, that uh, as a result of unemployment the same uh, people who are supposed to look after these children they found themselves unemployed uh, and many of them and they are young and uh, young women in in in, 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 in so in their numbers so they found it very difficult to find uh, employment and they must be they are counted as part of that uh, over 40% unemployment uh, uh, rate in the country so now they found it uh, uh, easy to get now support uh, because they are unemployed so the shortest way to short circuit uh, this problem they support them so I, I think it's, it's something that we need to look at in that context uh, because I don't think necessarily they intend but they must just abandon these children so there must be a very close look as to what then uh, is supposed to be beyond the, the the end period of this 350 so there must be an alternative way that kicks in you know to mitigate this uh, serious development as far as poverty uh, 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 and 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 this uh, uh, social relief uh, distress grant is also concerned. So there, there has to be a, a forward uh, looking on this particular matter. Now, I think CCMA plays a very critical role uh, in far as, you know, uh, also coming in and to help uh, the state where it's, it, it has a pressure. Now, where the CCMA becomes different in as far as, you know, uh, unable to resolve workplace issues, it brings about the better in the state because now uh, uh, there will be a lot of cases that uh, get stuck and there will be also uh, an element of your uh, uh, cases being brought against uh, 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 unnecessarily uh, against the state. So it was necessary that now, instead of workers facing the, the difficult situation, uh, the CCM should, should be in a position to be the first one which is uh, being, you know, given that opportunity to, can be an element of, you know, assistance to resolve issues of workers. Because I think if you say, uh, the worker who was working and then he has to uh, get dismissed and then the case uh, and, and, and or retrench or get unemployed and he has to submit uh, a papers for claim etc and 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 these papers are going to be responded to after at least three months has passed it brings about a serious burden to that family of that uh, uh, worker so now, I think there was, there is supposed to be a, a way that reprioritization takes place to look very closely as how do we, how is the CCMA is being assisted in order to 
to attend to this particular uh, development uh, by reprioritizing fund, you know, uh, properly to to assist the CCMA. And we on 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 what Kosatu raised, uh, I think is very important the issue of IDC, you know, uh, industrial finance. Uh, yes, there is no new budget, but reprioritization is where it should also be looked in the context of economic recovery, because uh, we. we, we, we emphasis was made around the issue of you know, building our industry, you know, and, and also with particular focus on uh, uh, special economic zones. So in the economic recovery plan, so those are the areas that at least when we talk about economic recovery, they, 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 they should come first uh, in as far as how we prioritize and in terms of financing. So I, I'm trying to say the reprioritization must also look very closely that it doesn't wipe out the economic uh, recovery plan intentions, uh, which are very good in order to boost the economy. I want to agree with Kosatu that, uh, you know, uh, because where you find workers uh, or production you will find workers. And where you find production, you will also find organized uh, form of, you know, uh, uh, labor uh, uh, organization or a union because there is what we call uh, production uh, level. So obviously it does tell you that at some stage, uh, employers will have to, Employers who organize themselves in this fashion to engage those that are working and the workers in the form of their union will organize themselves into a union and they will have a what we call a bargaining council. So it is best when that bargaining council is well organized at the central point so that the issues, do not, there is no disparity. You know, we look at private and the public sector. Uh, uh, it, it, quite, it helps a lot. Uh, that there's there's always there's, there should be a, a central bargaining point so that you don't pick up here and lose here and pick up their points and, and, and cause a lot of you know a disjuncture in terms of you know uh, dealing with parities of wages and all those uh, matters conditions of, of, of working conditions it's proper that at least you you you, you have a centralized bargaining council and then uh, uh, it will be a setback if 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 uh, collective bargaining councils uh, in the country become liquidated at the public service level, and it would promote a a it would give a leeway to the private sector uh, to also uh, uh, do away with the bargaining council. If this approach could be left, you know, unattended. It will reserve a very uh, uh, bad uh, consequences to the to the organized uh, formation at, at that level and reduce the power of worker, including you know the living wage, because there's still more struggle on the issue of the living wage. So, uh, Chairperson, I I'm not sure if you are around, but the next person who was to come in uh, that's the end of my input, and I would like to call in uh, Honorable Clara Dikhali. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Paiso. 
And good morning to the honorable members and the chairperson of the committee. Uh, honorable members touched on many issues. Actually, I would say I, I was covered in most of the areas. Uh, the other thing when Kosatu was doing their presentation, I was unfortunate because the system did chase me out of the room, but then I, 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 I have to come back. When I come back, it was then Amanda Dodmovi that was doing the presentation. So our, our, my focus is, is on them because I, I managed to hear everything. Chairperson, uh, uh, I have a request to make to, to Amanda Dodmovi that, uh, uh, or before I put my request, let me say, uh, I, I, I appreciate their presentation and also to say we understand the situation that uh, our people in the city, in, the Af in, in, in Africa, I mean in South Africa, are facing. Uh, it's very difficult. I remember when 350 came into picture, it was not, uh, there was no promise that it will come every month. But the request was made that it shouldn't go away. And indeed, people are still receiving it. And would also remember that our grannies way back, they were getting their social grant after seven months sometimes. Or let me just say after some time, because I'm not sure whether, uh, I'm not sure with the month. And this government actually is trying its, its level best. So... My request to, to them is that uh, if they can, when they talk to these people, if they can act like the pastors in the church, if you go to church while you're having a heavy load in your heart and your, and your, your, your mind, the, the pastor will always promise you that uh, God is in church and one day things will be, will be fine. So my request to them is that can they sometimes when they talk to, to our parents, they show them the, 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 the trying part that our, our, our government is trying so that they, they, they reduce the heavy load of the mind that our grannies and our unemployed South African citizens are facing. And on that note, then we will know that we are together in appreciating the the, the what the, 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 the government is trying to do to our people. And on the other hand, we'll then be praying so that the government can have, it can come up with a, with a plan of assisting those who are not working at the end of the day so that they, they end up working. And if they work, I know they will get salary and assist the Gogos with their own children in the house so that the whole burden shouldn't go to our our, our, our goggles. So actually I have a plea to make that they should at least assist the government. And we really appreciate our grannies because these are the people who are faithful even when it comes to, to voting. They won't make a mistake. They will go all out, register to vote, check if ever they are on the system, and they will also go to vote, irrespective of the the, the, the political parties that they are voting. So these are the people that we cannot really want to lose because of stress. So 
chairperson, it's it's very difficult. But I I I I I, I wanted to appreciate one other speaker said, uh, if the riches can be taxed, so that that their tax end up assisting those who are in need. That one I I I, I really appreciate and. I would also support that, uh, especially those who are running the mines, maybe if they can be taxed a lot of money so that it end up assisting these people. And the other thing, if you can make an, a, a calculation in the whole country and check out of our nine provinces as to how many Gokos are getting uh, the social grant and add the, the, the total amount, check how many people are getting 350, add the total amount, check how many kids are getting their child support grant you will see that really this government is trying its level best. So what we need is to support our government so that at the end of the day, whatever plans they have with regard to the lives of our people, then they end up assisting them. It's painful. This presentation was, was painful, Chairperson, especially a when our grannies are, are, are relating the stories of their and their children who are not working, it's painful. But what we need from Amandla Dudmobi is that they should also assist. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, uh, Honorable Dikhalem. Is there another honorable member who would like to, to come in? Uh, other members who have already spoken, anything that would like to add? Uh, Rom Lenzana, do you want to have a second bite? Honorable Peters, would like to have a second bite? Yes, Chairperson, yes. uh, allow me not to switch on the, the video because of uh, the visitors here. And um, uh, Chair, my question is to to Kosachi, uh, with regard to the 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 the, the Kosachi knows that the NTP is um, a vision uh, for us as a country by 2022. Uh, I mean, not 2020, 2030. By 2030, to have a capable public Google, service. We are, we are in, 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 in route to the, the 2030 target. It doesn't look like we are going to meet it. What is the view of COSATU when there are challenges of service delivery, there are challenges of lack of spending, the challenges of over-expenditure, irregular over-expenditure by the, the, the public service and the workforce in particular? And, and I, 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 I would want to know from Kosatu whether it is in the interest of, of, of the workers to have the citizenry reacting like you have indicated in your last slide that the voters uh, are getting impatient because yes, a government is the African National Congress. Yes, public representatives are politicians, but who are the people who are the hands, eyes, ears of, of government? It is the workers. And I would want to know, as a representative 
of the workers. What is your view with regard to finishing capacity of the state to deliver when the workers are actually the agents for change and agents for improving the lives of our people? When the road is not built, when the, 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 the and, and there needs to be an investigation or it needs to be a report, who does that report? When a, 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 a contract is given, who signs that contract? I mean, I'm giving this simple examples, Chairperson, because I, I just don't know now what, 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 what to say. We cannot forever be engaging with uh, uh, workers only with regards to the wage bill but not on the issue of productivity and, and capacity and, and positive outcomes, impact of their work on society generally. So I, I just wanted to find out uh, from COSATU, but also has COSATU ever engaged with the, 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 the National School of Government on where there are gaps, where there are challenges that needs to be to be clo- uh, 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 closed. I think it is important that we, 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 we build the capacity of the state truly to deliver to the citizens of this country, and we can only do it through the workers. Thank you. Honorable Sarupen, do you want a second bite? Sarupen? Honorable Kaiso would like a second bite? No, I'm covered, Chair. Honorable Tihale, something you forgot? I, I said it all, Chair. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you so much. Um, <clears throat> let, let, let me uh, join the oral members in welcoming the presentations by both Kosatu and Amanda.mobi. And uh, uh, needless to say, the very uh, important things are, are being raised. And I must say that uh, some of them, uh, they, uh, they need the um, the attention of the whole country so that we try to get some consensus on, on certain things as to where we are leading the country to. But uh, to start, let me start uh, 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 with, with Kosatu. <clears throat> uh, one thing you, 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 you are saying is that uh, <clears throat> uh, you would like to see a, a budget which, to, which really talks to appropriate stimulus. What is it that from your point of view uh, must happen before you characterize the budget as the budget which is really uh, stimulating growth? That's, that's, that's one. And, 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 and secondly, um, um, we are always here. And if you look at the adjustment appropriations, amongst other things that are being uh, are being covered there is question of unspent funds and two question of rollovers. Uh, you seem to you are mute on that one. You are not saying anything, Kosatu. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, <clears throat> some of the departments, for instance, you you are you are <clears throat> bleeding uh, the their case. Uh, they've underspent and they're rolling over. What's your take on that? What should be done? Perhaps it, 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 uh, it talks to what uh, Honorable Peters was also saying, because once the budget is out there, uh, we are expecting 
uh, our employees to make sure that that budget is being used for what is used, it's uh, supposed for, effectively, efficiently, um, and more than anything else, that the services uh, are delivered to our people. So I'm saying you, you seem you are mute on the question of uh, uh, um, unspent and rollovers, and uh, what perhaps the role of the the, uh, the the public service is when it comes to that. Let me come to Amanda Mopi. Again, as I, I said, I, I, I join the oral members in welcoming. Um, um, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are being here and you are, and you are, and you are, and you are presentations. And as I was saying that you are raising issues which uh, are of national importance. Um, <clears throat> but let me start by saying, um, uh, Ms. Siopa, I thought you were going to start by saying um, you, you came um, during the budget time, if I'm not mistaken, or before, and uh, uh, raised the issue of extending the social grants, the SRT grant, 350 grant. And that, and that happened, uh, uh, um, government responded and extended to those, those grants. Just for information, it's, a, it's a about 2 billion rand per month um, uh, <clears throat> to, to meet the 350 uh, rand. So I thought perhaps that's where you're going to start uh, to show that the government is responsive to some of the issues which are raised by the members of the public. And uh, you should also know that uh, we meet a number of um, um, members uh, or organizations or, or members of the public uh, who come and sometimes with uh, uh, divergent views on, on the issues that are being raised. We don't deal with homogeneous views that are divergent views and, and as government, we need to get some balance from that. Um, Amanda at uh, .mobi, uh, I, 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 I don't know what else you do. I'm not very sure whether uh, you, you also do educate your constituency about how budget works, that's number one. And two, the fact that uh, uh, the, the question of, lim of limited resources, that government itself has got limited resources um, um, uh, COVID has hit our people, but it has also hit the coffers of 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 of, of government. Uh, I think that's that's important that uh, as you interact with them, also the educational part of it, the question of many ones and limited resources uh, that um, the the government must 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 deal with. While still on that one, for instance. Uh, if you are listening to COSAD, uh, uh, one of the things that they have said is that about 50% of, of the population of the country receive, uh, receive one type of a grant or the other. Um, again, government trying to provide a safety net, ensuring that we, we also uh, as, as assist our people. That's one. And two, about 50% of, of the budget of, the, of, of, the, of, uh, of, of government goes to what we call social wage. What goes into social wage? It's, it's, it's health, 
uh, it's education, it's the social grants that we're, we're, we're talking about, it's uh, uh, employment interventions that we're, we're, we're dealing with. So that's, that's about 50% of, 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 of the budget that um, uh, ideally the government would like uh, to give uh, much more grants than what is happening. But there's that reality now, as I'm saying that about 50% of, 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 our, of our budget goes to, to social wage. So I'm saying as you interact, why is that important that uh, our citizens should know that 50% of, of the budget goes to social wage? It's important because we, we want, when our people are sick, they're able to go to the clinic, they're able to go to hospital, and they don't pay. So uh, this government must, must ensure that that happens. Why is that important? It's also important that our people should know that our children must go to school and, and uh, free, uh, what, free fee schools where people are not paying anything because as government, we want to prioritize education so that our people are also self-reliant. Self, self, self it doesn't end there. Want our children, when they go to, to school, they be able to get something to eat um, so that we do provide uh, food at, 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 at schools. Uh, with the advent of, of COVID, you know that uh, as government, again, we are providing uh, vaccinations as you know, which are costing us a lot of money, um, uh, but again, trying to save the lives of our people. You remember, we started with the elderly, again, uh, prioritizing uh, our old people. The democratic government, when I, I grew up, my, uh, the older people would know, I don't know whether uh, young people know that, that uh, there was apartheid in as far as, as, as social grants are concerned. Our grannies would only get uh, their grants after two months. That, that's 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 one. And again, it was uh, the lowest for the Africans when it, it came to getting those grants. But you'll only they will only get those grants after after two months. Why I'm raising these things? I'm saying that uh, the this government has has, has tried uh, to meet our people halfway within the limited resources that we're having. There's no doubt that uh, with more, uh, they can uh, be able to, uh, uh, they'll do more. Again, the question of RTP houses, uh, these are the houses which are also provided by, uh, by the government. Uh, we haven't reached all, all the corners, but there are people who you know very well that before they, were, uh, they didn't have shelter, but as we're talking today, they have shelter. I'm saying, as we interact with our stakeholders, especially Amanda Dotmob, it's also very important to give our, uh, the old people that picture so that they should not think a, a government is not listening to them. So, Imanga Hulmeni, I told Ayanel, Hulmeni Puma Hambe, Ayoboleka is mad. Moboleg is mad, finally, Ukoke interest. Obolega is, is mad. Jobas Kurumanjemanj is credited to Gahulmen about 20% where budget Gahulmen Ikoka is credited. Yakambe can beg and Jenga Jenga Wenzega Nase Nase Zinji Noguti, whom you credited Zakos as Ikuga Kun, Vesilia Frigi Pangi Tai, Sesia Tatas on Kizit. 
So njoba zamu kuhuniga resisting as corn into ends ends agala si hasambuti kube iti so hulume South Africa kube iti na eskwazi kwa zalezito. Kune kune tanga na wewe baluza imali sifana na bo IMF na bo World Bank. Umu asagwazo ukoka ikweli tuzi Afrika zone zitatu ufututi ni nangengo hulume na leleza ansena asu. Izitoso kare sasit bo itatu bangeresi tulisigle sosimo. Siyo wazo tinti sifana e, na makrand, indi waba kala ngazo lezo ba isusa. Ba kubege pambi ilibata yiku lenda ba yikole kufundwa mahala. Ba kubege pambi ilibata yiku lenda ba utunzo e, mtulampilo o e, mahala. Soge, indi leza ba isingafigi lezo simo, ngoba sifuno kube itina, eskwazi uti. Nomangu ngeko ngago, si wazo tisikuwa nselani, e, kube kona banta ba wazo, ba tole kono kisikitolo ya manji. So, it's very important that as we interact uh, with our constituencies, it's very important that we should also tell them about this reality. No good who mean we as Bolega is mad with a wazo shan bizan and eating was up. Got a spirit to hamba who's a friend of Nitis and Jovanya singing. Good and a girl come to try to sagwazo and superleta cool. A Bessie Bafig and Shabazog, Lelin, Shabazog, Lelan. As funny go to the Sigles of Simon, who mean of South Africa. We in the lesser, I'm good to see balance is like as well dealing with these things. I'm saying these things uh, uh, mainly to uh, Amanda Dotmobi, Oguti and Baz, we try within the constraints to meet Izitim. In a creative impression, we want to buy it to tie Ugmenuna, Lemar, Gotta Juguti, Agafon, Ugnusa is mad, Abas Eli, Ugmen. But having said that, and thank Amanda Dotmobi for not tiring to raise these things with us. But we expect those things to be raised within this reality. Honorable Sarupen has also said that uh, there are many people who are involved in, 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 in this budget. Uh, Minister of Finance, Committee, uh, Igupe zika kwa zugwenza glonyaga, igupe kengesi kwa zugwenza, igupe zosa mugwenza unyago zae singe kwa zugwenza na glonyaga. Njoba kia kwenze kena sema kai guti, siti hei, ingani zita isifuna loko sita batabamu asquazi na ikawit zugwenze loko. Manine si wakili hampu zugwenze unyago zae. So no hu menike inda bazama pache zisebenza ganjana. I thought I should raise that. Yeah, but I've raised issues. I think I, I did ask those 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 questions, and all members have have, have raised the uh, the answers. And I will ask uh, Kosach to start, and then allow Amanda uh, Amanda Dotmobi to come in. Um, Kosachu, please come in. Sure. sure. No, thanks very much, uh, Comrade Chair. Um, yeah, I think thanks to to all of our members for the questions. I mean, I think largely we're, we're kind of on the same page. Um, I think to Arabom Lenzana, look, I think we, we must appreciate, I mean, any civil person must appreciate the huge fiscal challenges facing the state. Um, there's multiple demands, multiple crises we must address, from vaccines to rebuilding the state, to dealing with corruption, to growing the economy, to giving relief to the poor. <clears throat> it's a difficult one. Um, so I think we have sympathy in that front. Um, I think we've also tried to appreciate where governors responded to some of our own proposals, COSATO, for example, on the presidential employment program, which is something we had um, engaged with Treasury and the presidency to, to expand. So I think we must really appreciate it's a good gesture on that part. I think it's going to have a good impact to, 
create some jobs, um, get the economy growing, give uh, some people experience and salaries, et cetera, and to help recapacitate the state. So I think that it's, it's difficult on the, on the budget cuts and I don't have any simple answers. Um, I think we're, we do pressure some departments must have got a lot of fat in it, to, to, to be honest. As a, as a former government official, I, I, yeah, I would know that all departments have got money they can squeeze out of it, which wouldn't affect their, <clears throat> their capacity. Um, <clears throat> apologies, Commissioner. That's Murphy's Law. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, my apologies, Shenge. Slow down, slow down. Take your time. Take your time. At least, Comrade Chair, it's a virtual meeting, so even if I might have flu, I can't be a risk to yourselves and to Comrade Peters and her grandchildren. Um, I'm going to just make sure I don't cough and irritate members. Um, <clears throat> so I think, Honorable Chair, um, to Honorable Mlanzana, that they, so we focused on departments where we felt the cuts might have an impact upon government's ability to provide services, not all of them. Um, and I think we were quite concerned about the Department of Trade Industry, which I really felt has really done well as, as a department over many years. It's really one of our excellent departments, if I can say that, to supporting manufacturing, industrial, because you do that, you create jobs, you know, and you lessen the dependence of people on the state. Um, and I think we also fearful about, you know, cutting the SRD, I mean, it was a complicated debate. It's not an easy thing, um, given the impact upon the poor. I think as a model, Dr. Moby, and I think as members have all eloquently said. I think also, Commissioner, you know, we have been quite passionate about CCMA because, you know, we, we are a trade union federation and it has an impact upon workers. But we also felt that <clears throat> CCMA is placing a huge pressure of increasing demand, but we're cutting the budget. And it's a small drop in the ocean. A hundred million rand cut to CCMA is devastating, but to the fiscus, is barely even lunch money. It's, it's very small. But I think Honorable Mzan is right to say, what, do, what does Treasury do about departments which don't spend the money, like basic education or sanitation? And you can't just give money because there is consequences. It means you're starving other departments which could have spent it of that money. <clears throat> it really is the political and the management failure. And there has to be some consequence management to those ministers, to those DGs, etc. And of course, you know, Parliament is well-placed in that regard. But also, I think Mlazan is right to say, we also need to have a, a solution, which is around capacity intervention, especially around PRASA um, and basic education. I think those are the kind of really the big weak spots. There is a need to redeploy, and I think we also try to lead by example as Kosato and Netlek, and it's a very small budget of about 50 million, so that's pocket change for the fiscus. But we've managed, Comrade Chair, in the last year and this year to save about 20% of the budget each year simply by not traveling. Last year, we gave the money back to Treasury, as they requested. <clears throat> this year, we said, can we give that money to CCMA as a gesture of solidarity? So we think there is a need for that discussion. And we've been discussing also with our comrades who sit on the CETA boards. Do they have space to give support to CCMA, for example, as a CETAs, where they're not going to spend money? Because you can't have that. So we must also assist Treasury in that regard as well. There is a real problem, Comrade Chair, of fiscal dumping um, and wasteful expenditure. I mean, in the previous MTF, you had about 13 billion rand allocated to building head offices for six departments, including a consulate in New York, almost a billion rand. Doesn't make sense given our crisis, you know? I don't think we can tell someone in Nongoma who must build a nice new department in Pretoria when she just sees poverty. <clears throat> Honorable, Honorable Peters raises a good question. And as always, Honorable Peters, as a former SACO leader, 
likes to ask the tough questions. Um, so where will the money come from? Because she's right, you can't continue this debt, <clears throat> debt trajectory. Um, we can't go the root chair of what happened to Greece or, or Ireland, where the IMF would come in and impose a very brutal solution. And to be honest with you, <clears throat> public servants will suffer the consequence. Um, and many of the gains of post-94 but on the social wage would be lost with, with the IMF intervention. So we must resolve our issues ourselves. And so I think Honorable Peters is right. Look, there, there's not an easy solution because you can't print money. But I think there is fundamental areas where you can do well. I think one, we must appreciate the new commission of SARS, who I think really is doing excellent work to rebuilding SARS. I think we're starting to see the turnaround there. We think there's a need in the budget to give more support to SARS. I mean, this year, Commissioner, they've employed about 500 additional specialists, which I think we're starting to see the fruits of it. We think, Commissioner, there is some space for Treasury to look at some tax loopholes. Um, one major gap we think is around customs enforcement, where the majority of customs duties are not collected. And simply if we give SARS additional staffing, they can increase the customs enforcement rate from about 5% of goods to 100%. That will give money for the state, it will protect local industries and local jobs. It will also protect the DTIC's investments in industry by stopping that, you know? So I think Chad, the only space we'd really see on, on new taxes would be on someone the wealthy, like on inheritance duty, estate duty, et cetera. But I think for us, the more critical one is around investing in SARS, lifestyle audits as they want to do, et cetera. The other ones committed to Honorable to, uh, Peters is tough ones. And I know Treasury would always say, yeah, Kosato is easier said than done. But of course, it's the hard questions of addressing corruption, wasteful expenditure, reprioritizing. It's about getting our SOEs back on their feet, especially the big three of ESCOM, Transnet, and PRASA, because also, Committee Chair, those ones are, cre- are key to growing the economy. <clears throat> we had made our proposals, Committee Chair, around the wage bill because we don't want to be seen as Kosato just complaining, not offering possible solutions. We think there is some space there that protects workers and helps the state. Um, but sure, there also is some other intervention in the economy that government could look at, like the, the blockages, like the mining licenses. There was about 10,000 mining licenses backlog in the Department of Minerals. They managed to reduce it by half now, working with the Minerals Council. So I think it's those kind of things, if you do it quickly. Um, sure, of course, the other key thing is about saving companies, um, because if companies remain open, they pay company tax, they employ workers who pay income tax or VAT. Um, we think on the stimulus front, Chair, it is very difficult, but we need to see something from the fiscus. But of course, the DFIs and the private sector banks will also come to the party. We are su- supporting Treasury's proposed amendment of Regulation 28 <clears throat> to allow pension funds the right to invest in infrastructure. I think we've all been discussing this, at least in the movement, for many years. We think this is a welcome compromise and a welcome opportunity, which can really help inject money into infrastructure, etc., where pension funds uh, choose. Of course, the other way to Honorable Peter's question, I think all of us must just simply vaccinate. If you vaccinate, we can go back to work. The economy can grow and the state can collect revenue, you know? So those are things which we can do in our ordinary hands. Um, <clears throat> to Honorable Sarapeng Chair, so while we're proposing the single collective bargaining thing is, is to benefit workers, that's true. It's easier for us to have one wage negotiation than have a hundred. But we think it'll also benefit the state, and we think it's going to save the state money. Look, it's not an issue of shutting down the state, because the state is already unionized in the entities, the SOEs. What we're simply saying is that let's have one wage regime, one negotiating process. It can help to reduce some of the disparities you see within government, 
Um, for example, Komiche, you have managers at SABC who none of us would know any more than the president of the Republic. Doesn't make sense. At ESCOM, you had a management headcount which jumped from 80 to 800, earning above 2 million rand. Um, I know Treasury's got some appetite for it and they've indicated to us they, they, they buy into the idea. <clears throat> but we think, Komiche, it will assist us because we don't want to see the state broke. If the state goes broke, workers suffer. We think it'll make it easier for government to budget um, and to remove some of the bloated parts in the state. But you will also affect savings. Like, for example, you shouldn't be having a, a variety of state pension funds. Have one single one, you'll save costs there. Same with medical. Um, on the ESCOM issue, Commissioner, <clears throat> there hasn't been a tripling of the staff count. It, it increased from 32,000 to 47,000. It's now down to about 44,000. We had ESCOSATU drafted an ESCOM social compact, which was signed by government and business and labor network last December, where we said we are willing to assist the state to reduce the debt burden at ESCOM. You would know that the PIC, Commissioner, has already invested 104 billion rand in ESCOM through government bonds. Um, <clears throat> we said, let's assist in saving ESCOM as the most critical national economic asset. On the way to that ESCOM, we simply said, look, you can look at freezing posts, you can look at redeployment, um, you can look at reducing the management headcount, and if you do some of those things, it'll start to address that front. You could even look at redeploying staff. If there's a surplus of staff to municipal electricity departments where there's a shortage of skills. We've also said, let's look at investing in maintenance, new generation capacity, um, a just transition, et cetera. So, because we can't afford it, we didn't want to sit chair just as Kosato and say, ah, well, we will complain and not offer solutions or assistance to government. Um, and we took a lot of flack for it, chair, but we thought it was correct to, to defend a national asset. Um, Honorable Kaiso, I mean, I think basically on the SID, we think one is that you can't afford for 8 million people to be sitting at home. I think the violence in KZN and Gauteng, leave aside the, the criminal aspects to it but it fed into a sea of poverty and hopelessness and despair. Um, <clears throat> and we've had, we have a history of violent protests. Every year you'll see someone burning a school because of a road issue or something. But we think it's affordable comrade chair. Um, let's keep it. Let's see how we can enhance it to the food poverty line. But of course, comrade chair, the real solution is to create jobs. You don't want to be a society where half the country is dependent upon the state for grants. They don't want to be dependent on the state for grants. It's not dignified, but in the meantime, let's assist people and leave no one behind. Um, Honorable Dikhali, I think we, we must applaud government, and we agree with Madiba, the minister, is a huge achievement to have 60% of the budget on the social wage. And whatever our irritations with government, the ANC, and it's good to box each other, that's a huge achievement, and we mustn't lose sight of it. That is a thing built since 1994. Sorry to be a propagandist, commissioner, but I think <laughs> it's something we must appreciate. Um, and I think we must appreciate with all our fights with Treasury that the doubling of the presidential employment program over the next three years. I think we've received very positive feedback on that from, from unions. I think we must appreciate the minister and the previous minister, Comrade Mboweni, responding positively to our pension uh, relief proposals. And we hope Treasury will bring that to Parliament in February. I think our one frustration, Comrade Chair, is that we don't often see a sense of urgency in government around fixing the ticking time bombs, like Transnet, the ESCOM, corruption, the economy. And uh, we had made a point about elections, not to, to remind members of paying for results, um, but to say we're running out of time. You can't fix things the day before the next elections. You must fix it now so that people can see the benefits of us cleaning up. 
irrespective of, of our political party T-shirts, uh, Comrade Chair, because all, all the parties now are ruling parties nowadays, Comrade Chair. Um, even some smaller party you never heard of. Um, I think, Comrade Chair, just getting to the to the last two questions, <clears throat> to, to Honorable Peters, um, it's a difficult thing because we don't have a capable state anymore. It's collapsing, if I can be a little bit crude. Um, many things you see is fragmenting the post office, SABC, Danel, Prasa. It's very worrying. Um, these challenges are ex- existential without being alarmist. But I think all of us must play our role, as Honorable Dupur is saying. We've been telling our, mobilizing our members all the time to, to blow the whistle on corruption. Um, the fact that in ESCOM you have 5,000 people implicated in forensic audits is an alarm bell for all of us. And I think all the units at ESCOM have been trying to deal with it. Um, you know, we lost two Samu shop stewards in Limpopo who were murdered, assassinated when they exposed corruption in VBS. But we must continue to do it. Um, it's a difficult thing. We've seen in the schools the teacher learning ratio rising. This is why SAT was so keen on the, the employment program of the presidency. We've seen in SAPS the headcount de- decreasing. But I think also, Honorable Peters is right, management must manage. If I misbehave as an employee, management is empowered to hold me accountable. Um, <clears throat> I think the other thing we're trying to do, Comrade Chair, is other units are trying to assist. You know, for example, SAC to clothing workers is very active on the buy local campaigns. Um, we have engaged with the School of Government, but I think there is a need to do more. And then, Comrade Chair, just the last one, sorry I, take, I talk too much, um, to, to the Chairperson, Honorable uh, Boutelezi. Um, I think on many issues we would have consensus, and I think we've seen in this past 18 months a huge amount of consensus from us as labor unions, even with our colleagues in business that neglect on many issues in government. Um, what would a stimulus plan be? We had welcomed the 500 billion rand stimulus package announced by the president last year. We think there is some space to, to revive or, or create new ones. Um, the Banking Association Treasury is working on a new type of loan support for companies. We hope that can be ready soon. I don't think we'll have more money from the Unemployment Insurance Fund, Comrade Chair, but we're trying to engage. But I think because we've spent from UIF 63 billion rand in this period, which is about 45% of its assets, benefiting five and a half million workers, it was the right thing to do. Um, but I think the other part of the stimulus would be extending the SRD. Can we reinforce DTIC's financing programs further to support to companies like IDC? And of course, Comrade Chair, you will find from Kosatu that we will be supporting the infrastructure program of government, which is quite a useful thing, and you know, allowing pension funds to invest, etc. Um, I think, Commissioner Chairperson, you are right about the rollovers <clears throat> um, in basic education and transport and local government. The only thing I can suggest is for us to hold the leadership, the ministers, the DGs, the mayors accountable. There has to be some consequences because it's unfair to other departments which need the money to be denied this because others are engaging in uh, protecting the territory, so to speak. Um, I think, Commissioner, let me stop there. I mean, I think I made the point that you raised about the social wage and I went into my propaganda moment. Um, but thanks very much, Commissioner. Thank, thank you so much. Uh, Mrs. Siopa, Amanda, Totmopi, please come in. Thank you, Chair. Um, may I please request to keep my video off? I'm having um, network trouble. Perfect. You may continue, ma'am. Okay, thank you. Um, first of all, thank you to all and honorable members for their comments. Um, I think I will start with Honorable Mlenza. Now, I'm not sure if I understood your question well about the participation of the Gorgos in the census, but what, what I can tell you is that the presentations that you just saw are from Gorgos from the Peter Maritzbeck Forum, 
And I can guarantee you that there are a whole lot more organization, organizations formed by Gogos to mobilize and fight for their needs. So some of these Gogos have access to this, these kinds of spaces, some don't. Some would like to participate, but are unfortunately unable because of health issues and so on. So the few goggles who are able to speak and who are able to access our platforms such as these speak for each and every pensioner in this country. Um, I, would I would like to move on to Honorable Peters. Um, thank you so much for your comments, Ma, and for relating to the struggles and the needs of the goggles. Now with the question of where the money will come from, so this is not the first time that goggles have been asked this question. And if you ask me, I think it is one of the most unfair questions that you could ever ask the goggles. Because first of all, the goggles and every person living in poverty in this country, they are not at fault at the state the economy is right now. It is not their fault that there are no jobs, that food is expensive, that accessing medical health care and other public services is problematic for other people. So when we ask them where the money will come from, I think it is only fair to also tell them where the money went to, because trust me, we read the news, we watch the news, we see reports every day about millions or even billions of public funds that are misspent and unaccounted for. So what we did then is we asked, make plans to tax the rich so more funds can be raised to, to fund um, services such as this. And there are also concrete plans by the Institute for Economic Justice and the Budget Justice Coalition. And also part of the reason SARS raised the money to return the 350 grant, which we acknowledge, by the way, Honorable Wutelezi, was that the additional funds for SARS was to go after the wealthy. So if taxing the rich had happened earlier, if we had a net wealth tax five years ago, would we be in this situation? Honestly, I do not think so. And on the issue of people misusing grants, I think we must be careful not to point fingers at certain household members as the reason uh, for misusing money when we have people like Gogos struggling and when we have wealthy people and big businesses having been hiding money overseas to avoid paying tax and so on. But I can guarantee you that the Amazon.mobi community is made of Many people who are in need of these grants, many people who are suffering, many people who live in poverty, who live in low income backgrounds. So while we do not dismiss that, yes, there could be something like that happening. There's also the reality that a whole lot more people actually do really need this money. I think the call uh, to increase the 350 grant is just an example enough because like, um, um, Kosati has said, nobody wants to survive on, on a grant. Nobody wants to survive on 350. But to show that it is really making a difference to a lot of people, this is why a lot of people are asking that while they wait for other things to be done, for things to be changed, please assist them. Keep the grant and increase it. And now moving on to Honorable Sarupin. Thank you so much for the comments. Um, let me clarify something to you, Honorable um, when we come in these into these spaces, we do not come with the mindset that certain people can make certain decisions, nor do we tell our members or members of the public that if we send messages to these six people, they will be able to change things. We do, however, make them aware that people in spaces like these could help influence decisions that are best designed for the lives of the people. This is why you find us presenting to the Finance Committee, to the Appropriations Committee, you we did the same thing last year. You find us engaging with the DSD. You find us engaging with the presidency. The public engage, engages 
you need to understand that the public engaging engages but things do not change so it leaves us no choice but to look at other ways to apply public pressure so whenever there's an opportunity to come in and speak as the people we will do so now moving on to honorable dikhali thank you so much for for your comments my and I, I, I think I should say that we completely agree that the good deeds must be mentioned as well. And this is why when last year, when COVID hit the country and we asked for an, an increase on the child support grant, we did, tell, we did tell our members when that happened that, hey, the government topped up the child support grant with 500 and all other grants were increased as well. That is, that is a good thing. We celebrate that. Unfortunately, if things do not keep getting better, there's no way for us to keep quiet. Even if the government says they're trying, things just keep getting worse. And if things keep getting worse, it is our job to keep putting pressure and asking for things and making demands. Um, and I think this also goes to Honorable Botelezi about, you know, acknowledging that we did ask for the 350 years. We did. We submitted signatures to the presidency of the union buildings earlier this year and the 350 grant was brought back which is a good thing but one thing that remains is that it is still not enough poverty is high unemployment is high things are expensive it means there needs more to be done so on this question of many people being involved with passing the budget it is not just you yes we know that we acknowledge that it is very true but what you don't understand is that for the general public, you as parliamentarians are collectively responsible for passing anti-poor budgets, failing to raise revenue from those who can pay more tax and failing to address corruption. So if you are feeling public pressure, you must explain to people why you passed anti-poor budgets. And also remember that the poor majority have historically not been heard at these public hearings. I can tell you that even I, growing up, I had no idea that spaces like these exist. So you can imagine that there's a whole lot more people who do not know that spaces like these exist. We get tons of messages from our members when we tell them that they have an opportunity to speak to the relevant people and we allow them the spaces. We tell them, send us messages and we can't play all of them, but at least we'll play some, we will play some of them and hope that they will make a difference. Parliament can't outsource public consultation and public education to Amanda Dodmovi and other civil society groups. You have the resources. As Amanda Dodmovi, it is not our job to teach people of the government's shortfallings and tell them, hey, feel for them. However, it is our job to tell them that, do you know that if this and this and this had been done, the state of our country wouldn't be like this. Do you know that if we ask the presidency or treasury or parliament or DSD, we ask them to do this, we ask them to get funds by taxing the rich, we ask them to do this and this, they have the power to make sure that these kind of demands are implemented. Um, so if you think we are only pressurizing you, that is not true. Like I said, we go to treasury, we go to presidents, we go to DSD, we are also engaging them. Yeah. Um, I think I'll just end it there. Thank you so much, Honorable Chair. Um, thank you, uh, uh, Ms. Uh, Siopa. Um, before I let uh, uh, <clears throat> Comrade Matthew and uh, your good self off, because we want, want, want to listen to you. Um, Comrade Matthew, uh, the, 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 the point of uh, transfer pricing, uh, that is where, where, where companies, especially in the, in the mining sector, 
They've got some parent companies offshore. Um, they sell things at below the market price to a parent company, and they declare huge profits in some other jurisdictions, uh, robbing South Africans of what is duly theirs in terms of tax. Uh, what's your comment on that one? Because I think, in fact, I think uh, uh, former President Tabumpeg is, is on record to say, as a continent and even as a country, we're losing billions and billions of that. But uh, we, we don't hear you as, 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 as workers who are extracting this wealth saying anything or perhaps it's 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 a, it's an it's a um, it's an exaggeration when I say you say nothing, uh, but I would I would say making enough noise about this. The question is, the commodities are being traded uh, in London, in Switzerland, and many other countries. What would it take, as far as you are concerned, to make those trade take place here? Because trading takes place somewhere else, but gold. Uh, coal and everything is mined here. A straight from here doesn't go to London. It goes to those commodities go to their destinations. Long story short, what's your comment on on transfer pricing and uh, 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 base erosion and profit shifting? Um, Miss Miss coming 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 to you. Um, again, I, 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 I think all of us have got the responsibility. Those of you who, who are learned, who interact with our people, our, our, ourselves, um, uh, to give out information uh, to, to, to our citizens. The, the country has invested in you, your parents have invested in you. So um, uh, as government, we never outsource that responsibility to anyone. But we are, it again, I think, would be wrong to say it's only responsibility of the government. We think as responsible citizens, we all have uh, that, that responsibility, especially you uh, 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 who's dealing with this sector of our community, which we, we appreciate. By the way, uh, Ms. Siopa, you know that you, you, you submitted your things late um, um, and we, we could have just said, no, no, don't allow Amanda uh, 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 more to come in, but because we value what comes from you, we had to be flexible and allow you in so that we interact. So there shouldn't be an impression that uh, we don't want to to listen to you. We more than uh, we, we we bend backwards to make sure that we we <clears throat> we we interact with our good selves. But there's also a responsibility from all the citizens um, to empathize and say, here's the situation and share with whoever we're dealing with. That's why I made an example of, and I think a, a, a comrade made also came in that whatever we do, we should, we should be responsible for our destiny and not allow the IMF of this world to come in and uh, 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 reverse all the gains that, all the gains of, uh, our, of our democracy. So <clears throat> I'm, I'm just saying that at no stage should an impression be created that we don't want to listen to you or as government in whatever form we outsource this responsibility. But I just wanted to, to, to see what Obokoko spoke about, um, and which is correct, electricity, which is expensive, water, and so on. 
but the all other we've got other um, <clears throat> things, for instance, where we we register indigents in, in different communities so that they are eligible to some free uh, services when it comes to things like electricity and water uh, to a certain extent. Do do Aboko know about these things? Thank you. Uh, uh, Comrade, me to start, then I'll allow uh, Mrs. Siapa to come in. Okay. Um, no, thanks very much, Comrade Chairman. Um, without becoming a shop steward for Parliament, um, but I would say Parliament is open. That's been my experience, at least, um, having been in this, this space for, for some time. Um, I think, Comrade one of the benefits, and it's ironic to say that of COVID-19, has been, I think, Parliament has really opened to the entire country because now you can be sitting in Toyando and you can participate in Parliament. You don't have to fly to Cape Town at huge cost. The, the sitting of Parliament now is academic because to me, that's, that's a, a positive thing. And in fact, Commissioner, even beyond the pandemic, I would say we should remain with a virtual um, parliament to an extent because it really democratizes it. Whether you're sitting in Tobimbaba or wherever, you might be a member of parliament, sorry, a grandchildren in Kimberley, it's there. It makes it life easier for everybody, <laughs> including members of parliament. Um, <clears throat> but Chair, we would agree with you, irrespective of whether, whether we support the ANC or we support the Freedom Front Plus, we need to have collective ownership where one country if ESCOM doesn't work, it affects all of us, irrespective of our T-shirts. And we need to have some common sense, pragmatic solution. And I think most of us do agree on what needs to be done. Uh, we must acknowledge the achievements. And I think we must also say, how do we fix the problems? What works and what doesn't work? Um, but yeah, I think without me becoming a bongi for parliament. Um, but I think, yeah. So I think, Commissioner, you're, you're right. <clears throat> we would agree with you on the transfer, transfer pricing issue. Um, and I would agree with you that we haven't done enough work as Kosatu on it. Um, and we've, we've raised it many times, you know, the issue of illicit outflow, et cetera. I mean, I think we all appreciated the work that uh, the former president, uh, Commandant Mbeki, had done. But I think we're all collectively guilty. Let me at least plead guilty in this part. <clears throat> we've not done enough to come up with practical solutions, what is done to fix it, you know, because it's fine to complain, but what are the practical solutions we can offer to government, to SARS, to, to address it? We had opposed committee, and I think we've seen a hindsight, <clears throat> sadly we're all right, not to support the offshore listing of some of our big South African-produced giants. Mm. They've gone to London, to New York, and they've been very small players there. It meant some job losses here in the head offices, but it also meant, as you're saying, South African money flowing overseas. Not that you can close the borders, but some of those companies were built by South Africans over 100 years. And um, I think some of them are now seeing the mistake and coming back as well. I think, Chair, and maybe, maybe let me say, let me, you've given me homework. So when you come to our next uh, engagements in February with the budget, let us come with some practical proposals because I know many of our affiliates have also raised it quite sharply. Now, how many other affiliates sack to this issue of offshore, the listed outflow? But I don't think any of us, if I can be honest, have come with real practical solutions. Um, and I think we must make it easier for SARS. Um, I think as far as you have a good leadership, but we must give them good solutions. And I think also to Treasury, and I think Treasury would agree with us as well, what must be done. Obviously, you must do it in a way which uh, recognizes the WTO agreements and all of those things. Um, but I think also, Commissioner, one thing we've felt collectively as a nation is around the issue of beneficiation. We've all been giving lip service to it for many years, and I don't see any progress. Um, I think, you know, from uh, the previous minister, Commander Rob Davies' times, it is always a, a mantra in our budget speeches every year. But I can't see much progress in that regard. And of course, that also means the Minerals Council as well. 
must also be a, play a role, you know, and, and come up with practical ideas because I can't see any of us being opposed to it. From workers, we are keen to see local jobs. Government is keen to see collect taxes from company, from income tax, from VAT. And of course, local businesses are keen to make more money. And so I think we all have the same common interests, if I can put it that way. Um, so yeah, so, le- so let me plead guilty there. So Commissioner, just on the last point of that thing, um, <clears throat> I'm not sure if, you, if members are aware. So there is a company's amendment bill, which left net like recently under DTIC. It does speak to a little bit to the issue you're raising, where it will require companies to disclose the full shareholders who owns the company. It doesn't address the full point which you're raising about illicit outflow. Um, the reason why that's being put there, I think, is it's about threefold. One is to your, your, your United Nations uh, terrorism money laundering issues, to avoid that. I think the second one is to um, ensure you don't have fronting, which is the BE issue. And of course, you know, the issue of corruption, state capture, that you might think this is an innocent company called Simoye, but you actually find out it's owned by myself and it's getting contracts from where I work in government, you know. It um, doesn't address your full issue, Comrade Chair, but I think it might be a useful step in the right direction, or at least lay a bit of a foundation. Um, and ironically, Comrade on that last thing, on, on, on that one, um, the Minister of DTI, Comrade uh, Patel, did correctly uh, reprimand us as COSATU for not coming up enough in public to defend that bill, because that bill has been under a severe attack from many people in, in the private sector. Uh, we think incorrectly, because it's a progressive thing to say, Let's have transparency, not just in government, but also in the private sector, etc. I mean, as part of rebuilding, rebuilding the country. But yeah, thanks very much, Commissioner. I'm glad you've given me your homework. Um, and we must come with some real solutions because I know next February you're going to say, Matthew, what, what are you proposing here? And I'll, I'll be in trouble. Thanks very much, Chair. Thank you. Um, so it, it won't be a good Christmas for you. Um, it had hard work. Miss um, um, Siopo, do you want to come in? Um, yes, just to keep it short, thank you, Honorable Chair. And we do acknowledge that you, you let us uh, participate, although we submitted our, our um, submission late, um, solely because, yeah, it was, I'm not sure what happened, but it was hard to find any um, information on the public domain about the meeting like we did with the uh, Finance Committee. But anyway, it's fine. We appreciate having you having us here um now about the goggles on the free services for indigent house, houses i i imagine that some goggles do but also there's also an issue of um public knowledge so it is also again that point that public comment and participation is limited to other in in other um areas in this country so a lot more people do not know about it. Um, I'm not an economist, so there are some things that I really cannot speak on because I do not want to lie or just give false evidence. But what I can say is that there are a lot of expert recommendations on illicit financial flows you know, made by the likes of AIDC. So I think it would be fair to say it's time to implement these. And more so than ever before, governments around the world are also open to collaborating to address illicit financial flows. Um, other than that, thank you so much for having us and listening to the messages of the Gogos and also other members of the public. Um, we appreciate it and look forward to engaging with this committee and other committees as well. Thank you. 
thank, thank you so much, uh, 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 Miss Siopa. Uh, uh, let's 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 continue engaging. And as I I said, we 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 really appreciate because we don't want this parliament uh, to be esoteric, so to speak, uh, to be for the rich and so on. Uh, it's always good to hear about So uh, we we really appreciate that that somebody goes out and listen to them and facilitate their interaction with parliament through these committees. Thank you. Thank you so much. That takes us to the, uh, uh, <clears throat> you can remain on the platform, uh, we're, we're very open uh, a, a committee, but if you need to rush somewhere, um, uh, we can definitely uh, 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 excuse you. Thank, thank you so much. Then, our members, let's let's deal with the uh, the, the 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 minutes. Just a second. Let's let's look at the minutes. Um, Honourable members, the the minutes were sent to us. Uh, can I refer refer you to the minutes of the twenty third of November, twenty twenty one? Um, and can I have a mover for the adoption of those minutes? I propose I adoption. So moves. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 I hear Matafa move. Guys, so to second. Yes, I second, Chair. Thank you. The minutes of the 23rd of, of November 2021 duly uh, uh, adopted. But remember, as I, I refer you to the minutes of the 24th of November 2021, they are also sent to us. Can I have a mover? I move, Chair. Honorable Kaiso moves for the adoption. Seconder? Matafa seconds. The minutes of the 24th of November 2021 uh, uh, adopted. Can we go to the 26th minutes of the 26th of November 2021? Honorable members. Matafa moves. Honorable Matafa moves for the adoption of the minutes of the 26th. Um, seconder. Minutes of the 26th of November 2021. Matafa moves. Do I have any seconder for the adoption? A, a second, Chair. Honorable Kaiso, a second for the adoption of the minutes of the 26th of November 2021. Honorable members, that takes care of agenda item number four. Can you go to the next item? Erin? Um, Chairperson, yes, yes, announcements. Um, in terms of the approved program for the committee, we were supposed to adopt our two reports. MDBPS and Adjustments Appropriation Bill on Tuesday, the 7th of December. However, um, subsequently, we found that the NCOP is only adopting the Division of Revenue Amendment Bill on Tuesday morning. Therefore, we will not be in a position to adopt our reports before that. So I've spoken to the chairperson and he agreed that um, we should apply to the house chairperson for our meeting to be postponed until Wednesday. I have since received an email from the Office of the House Chairperson approving our application to be for our meeting to be postponed from the 7th to the 8th of December. Thank you, Chair. 
Thank you, all members. I think that's 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 clear. We couldn't uh, adopt our our report uh, uh, our reports before the finalization of of uh, of the process of the NCOP. So we we don't have a meeting on Tuesday. Uh, our next meeting will be on Wednesday morning, where we'll be adopting the MTBS uh, report and 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 also the uh, um, <clears throat> amendment appropriation uh, uh, bill report. Okay. All members, this takes us to the end of the meeting, uh, but thank you so much. See you on Wednesday next week in our meeting. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, guys. Thank you very much, comrades. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Have a good weekend. All of you uh, support staff. Thank you. Yes, Makakul. Yes, Chair. Um, no, it's, it's not around the meeting. I'm, I'm calling you now, just when you drop. Perfect. Okay. Fully bilateral. Thank you. Yes, Chair. Oh, okay. Sure. Thank you. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Jefferson. Recording stopped.